one of the best pictures Tony Corso's taken, Scott Bishop. It's got a perfect posture with his Barry Sachs, everything else. His mom posted the picture of him, and he's got a zip tie holding his register key down. We did it this past uh, week. Broken Where? solders. Yeah. I've got about five right now on brass yeah. instruments. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> That's all right. This is all going to go on the podcast. <laughs> sure. Well, well, is, if it gets us the sausage, yeah. you know, gets this new instruments. <laughs> Welcome to the 2018 edition of the Crosstown Showdown Halftime Show. I'm Adam Rowden. Tonight I have the ultimate privilege of sitting down with band directors from both North Lamar and Paris High School and just have a chat with them. Gentlemen, welcome and congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. So it's an exciting time for both bands as both bands recently competed at the area UIL competition. And guys, I just want to talk to you about what does that mean, uh, being able to advance the state this year? Big opportunity for us is, of course, that the season's not over. We've got another week and a half to get better and another opportunity to go perform our show. Um, as directors, we start working on the product February, March. And all through the end of concert season, we're focusing on putting together a total package, percussion, color guard, winds, drill, music, everything. So it's a very long process. And then around when school starts, we pass out music to the kids and we start working over the summers. And these students have had four, four and a half months of, of work dedicated into this seven and a half minute product. And it's really exciting to get another week and a half to keep working it and show it off. Yeah, th that was uh, Brian Ewing uh, from Paris High School, and, th and this is Jason Smith from North Lamar. And so uh, I just echo what Brian was saying, uh, exactly the same thing. I mean, that's about what I'll probably start the week after. I'll give myself a break after state marching contest, and then probably over Thanksgiving break, I'll start scanning around and try to find something, have something picked out for next year by December 1st or so. And then uh, we'll start working on it in February and go through the whole process. And it's great just uh, just sort of like Brian said, just to see our students uh, – get to perfect and take a product to the highest level that they can and uh, perform it for people and see people's reaction to it. Uh, that That's, I think, the ultimate joy that all the kids get is just looking up in the stands and seeing their parents and seeing the community up there and appreciating the hard work and everything that they've done. Yeah, as far as going to, to state, it's, it's really neat to see that the, all the work has paid off. Um, in, the, in the band arena or whatever there's so many life lessons that are learned and one of them is just about work ethic, work ethic and every day doing the same thing and trying to make it better learning how to work some of the uh, students are pushed physically uh, probably beyond what they normally normally do and then just to keep encouraging them there and to see that that it pays off and they can see physically it pays off and musically that it um, that pays off and then to be able to have another opportunity to go back and just the reward of going to san antonio so that's uh, just kind of an awesome opportunity and reward to see them be able to achieve that yeah i don't have just too much different to add than the other gentleman did for me when people ask me what it means it's a validation, not so much of, of the work that we've done, because to me, area is more of a focus for me professionally than, than state is, because to watch those kids, and at least for our program and our students, it's it's a culmination of not just music and marching. But for us, we talk about family a lot, and we have a very diverse group of kids 
And we recognize that our band program for a lot of these kids, this is the best thing that they have in their life. And so there is that validation of worth. Um, Physical skills, like Randy was talking about, we push these kids to a tremendous level. But this kind of validates us as a as a family unit when you look at us. And, and that excitement on their face is is what makes this all worthwhile. So state is a bonus, certainly. But the journey, we talk about the journey being more important. And that manifests itself last Saturday night in state when, when I got to see work pay off for them. Because it, ultimately, this is about those students. I know Randy's been to state many times with different groups. I've been to state with different groups. And then when both of us are neither doing this anymore, these kids will have that. So this is about them. All right. So along those lines, what is the most challenging part in this process? You, you described between the four of you, it, this takes months, even even a year to put together a show. So what what is the most challenging component of being uh, putting a successful show on the field with a marching band? Well, at, at Paris, we have um, the unlucky opportunity of having seven o'clock in the morning rehearsals, and when you work with moody teenagers, honestly, one of the challenges is getting them on time, getting them awake and ready to learn. Um, in bad days, absolutely, we will spend the first 45 minutes of our rehearsal, precious minutes that we get to get better, waking these kids up. Um, so sometimes that 8 o'clock to 8.30 time is is when we really get better because we spent 45 minutes going, no, really, you want to be here and you do want to get better, so please figure out how to wake up, get your mind in the game. So just having bodies here sometimes can be a challenge for us. I would think for for us, and as actually probably for Paris, Paris also, but um, it's, it's the it takes so long to get to the level that they want to helping the students understand that it's every day it's the grind every day that's going to get there that working the technique every day tr- pushing them physically so that they can in a, a weeks as the weeks go by they can physically march the show and not not being dead or dying when they get to the end of the end of the show so it's that it's that grind just over and over trying to make it fresh trying to figure out something to do that it's it's fresh the next week with them and help them understand what's going on with with, with that well uh, <clears throat> one more thing before i pass the mic over our our percussion and guard guys um not here today to do the interview, but I, I will speak for them a little bit. It's amazing to watch. Both Mr. Both Jared Cronk and Tyler Girton are, are younger teachers. Um, I believe this is Jared's fourth year and Tyler's second year at Paris. Um, they have a next-level commitment to making things good as fast as possible so that they can have more time to um, become consistent and, and be good on the long term. And the kids sure fight them hard in the beginning. When it's, no, you need to be better now so that we can be consistent later and, and do the things that we want to do. Um, and our, our percussion and guard absolutely have, have gotten to show off here at the end of the season because our directors pushed so hard at the beginning of the year um, when the kids were still tr- still trying to learn, but to make them comfortable now and, and being able to do it at a high level longer. Getting teenagers to understand that what you do today matters at some point. Our students, especially in today's age, are very much instant feedback kids. 
because of because of the cell phones, because of the computers. And and to try to get them into a consistency where it's August 21st. If you want to be successful on October 27th, you have to practice today on August 21st better than whoever we're going to compete against. And that's a difficult concept for kids because when you get to area contest, everybody's trying. Everybody's good. Two days before area, everybody's working really hard. Well, who worked harder on August 21st makes a difference on October 27th. So just getting kids to understand that. And that's difficult because if you don't get instant feedback, we spend a good portion of our season not getting any feedback when you get to a game and you can't perform. And then it rains all week and you can't perform. You get to a festival and you get one performance and the computer blows up on you and you didn't get to perform. So just trying to keep kids on a steady path. Because I, I talk so much during rehearsals and, and I'll go off the rails a little bit and everything's a life lesson for us. And, you know, it can be August 21st and, and I'm raging to these kids about something that they did and they're like, it's no big deal. We have time to fix it. No, but it, we do it right the first time so that it becomes a muscle memory to just do things correctly. And so that that's a huge challenge, at least for us. I'm, I'm assuming that all programs are that way. Um, some, some people have a better handle on it than others. We have a specific way we do that. And that's because that's my personality and the, and the kids respond to me a certain way, but definitely just getting them to understand that today matters, just like what you say matters, you know, so work ethic matters. Yeah. I'm going to go back and say something about what, what Charles is saying is so, so correct and so important in our, our time. Um, and actually, as as both of our groups have had success over the years, uh, we have found for sure that the awards and stuff, the, the kids, they get excited about it. But after they leave, that's not what they remember. What they remember is what the process, the journey through it and all the stuff that they were taught back there. That's what they always come back to us and talk to us about, about how they prepared for, were prepared for life. Well, I'm an example when you're done. Okay, go ahead, Charles. And, and you can cut us off because understand we can do this all day. <laughs> yeah. This is just how we are. So I've always had a saying in my group, and I've, and I've done this ever since I'm a head director. It, it's been very important for me that whatever restaurant we leave, that somebody seeks me out afterwards and says, where are you from? Your kids are fabulous, you know, because those are what's important. Trophies come and go. We have trophies in the band hall that don't have names on them because I don't do that because I don't care. But the last thing I ever say before I release my kids from a football game or a performance is we were never here. And that's a signal to them that we clean. If you go into a stadium after a football game, it's just a wreck. There's Coke cans everywhere. And then all of a sudden there's a spot that's, it looks like nobody was there. And that's the Paris band. And before that it was the McCamey band. And my kids always pick up their trash. Well, about three weeks ago on Facebook, after the Army-Oklahoma game, apparently Oklahoma, the Army football team had left the inside of the locker room just spotless. They went in to clean up the custodians, and there weren't even trash cans full. They had taken the trash. And one of my old students from about 25 years ago tagged me in this Facebook post and said, 
Grissom, this is this is you. I appreciate we were never there, and I use that with my student. And by the end of the day, there were probably 50 or 60 of my old students that had chimed in, and not once did they ever say state marching contest, area contest, any contest. They They were talking about, my gosh, I remember that. I still do that. All the little life lessons. That's what this is about. We can get focused in very easily on a number of what, you know, where do I place that contest? But that's not what they're going to remember 20 years from now. I've never had a student call me or text me or Facebook me and say, thank you so much for getting us to the state marching contest. It's thank you for teaching us that what we say matters, how how we act in public matters. So, sorry, I didn't mean to go off the road, sir. Well, it's kind of funny. This is Jason Smith. Uh, we got, I got a... A post from the Princeton Band Boosters after the Princeton contest. Uh, the Band Boosters saw some of our kids picking up all the trash out of the bleachers and uh, just wanted, and they sent a note to the Princeton band director to make sure to let us know, and he tagged me in it and forwarded on. I mean, it's just, I mean, I'll, I'll probably remember that 30 years from now more than, you know, probably anything else. Well, it's, it's <laughs> It's something that you can control. Yeah. You know, with teaching teaching those skills. We go to a contest and North Lamar wins first place. Sometimes that's consistent amongst every judge, and sometimes it's not because it, this is still an art. You know, there are very specific um, criteria of what how we're supposed to look and how we're supposed to sound, but it's still an art. So there is still some, you know, subjectivity to it. But how you act and how people perceive you, you can control that. You know, we talk about we're, we're going to come off the field, and if we're happy with our performance, we'll take whatever place they put us in. Because if we're happy with it, that's why we achieve this. We don't march a show so that we can be successful at contests. We march our show for our own gratification and entertainment of the crowd. And if, if we achieve that, we're happy. If a judge likes us, put us in a place. Great. But being a good human being, you can control that. So. Well, and, and that's something that they carry with them for the rest of their life. I mean, that you have, I mean, granted, out of all of our students, you know, we may have four, five, six every year that go on and pursue music as a career or pursue it in college or something farther. But every one of them is going to go on and be a human being. And I mean, if you can, can if you can impact that and have something to do with that, you'll touch more kids. So you guys have uh, just validated, you know, my, my theory is that if there are certain professions that are more of a calling than a profession, and, you know, healthcare could be one of those. Teaching definitely should be one of those, and I can see from all four of you that it's, it's definitely, it is definitely true with each one of you, and that's, that's great to see and to, to experience, and especially in today's age and society. And we're going to get back to that a little more serious part of the conversation in just a minute, but right now, I'd like for, and we'll start with Paris, I'd like for you to tell our listeners about your show, because the odds are if they're listening to this on the halftime show, they haven't seen you. So this year we 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 had a pretty good roadblock early on when we were when we were trying to figure out what to do. Um, two years ago was the first time in school history that Paris had gone to the state marching contest, and we were really proud of the product, and and we needed to find something to help us go to the next level, and we. We're banging our head against a brick wall trying to figure it out for weeks and weeks and weeks. And uh, Byron Myrick, standing in the back of the room, pulls out his cell phone and just searches up anniversaries. 
big ones. We want to find the big anniversaries. And he goes, hey, Mary Shelley published her Frankenstein book 200 years ago. And I think everybody in the room rolled their eyes at, the, at that moment. But over the course of the next couple of days, we went, we have the guard kids that could really pull that off. And, and we started finding music that would fit inside of that. And so we've, we've built this production around the 200th anniversary of, of the book Frankenstein um, and had a lot of conversations about how do we do this without being cheesy? Because we could go green face paint and we could go bolts in the neck. And, and absolutely, not, I don't think our kids would have responded well to that. Um, what we finally chased down in the end was, was the presence of electricity in, in the story the rain clouds. And, and if you think Hollywood Frankenstein, there's always that moment when the lightning strikes the tower and it brings Frankenstein to life. So we, we came down to the thought of, of a lightning bolt and, and how the presence of rain and lightning really followed Frankenstein, um, the monster, throughout the creation, through him learning about people and studying us and falling in love with the amazing things that are in this world. And then we close with the absolute rejection that he gets in the end. Um, so uh, in our in our show we have the lightning bolt props in the backfield and and um, and our two guard soloists which are Robbie and Weston and we tell the story of the creation of the monster and opportunities to to learn about them and it's fun to watch especially in the opener when we have them both on sabers and the monster learns from the doctor how to move how to throw this thing and they they mimic each other over the table it's really fun to watch yeah that. Coming up with a show idea is the biggest challenge for, for our staff. I don't know how other people do it, but we're inclusive. And we have very strong personalities on our staff and very differing views. And our guard person, Jared, there's not a challenge for him that he's not ready to accept. So, you know, let's let's he actually is trying to figure out how to create lightning at the same time. I mean, he would he would absolutely twirl lightning if we would allow him to do it. So he likes an idea, Tyler likes an idea, Brian likes an idea, I like an idea, and they're never the same. So trying to get everybody onto a consensus so that we can do this together, because having everybody pulling in the same direction absolutely is important. Um, so it takes, I don't know how you guys design, but we start just throwing stuff against the wall in February to see what sticks, and then there's like you said there's so many different ways you can tell frankenstein and i wasn't as familiar with the book I, i'm just like monster gur run around and that was it but but this was an actual intelligent being and and our show goes into the ballad where he he does study humans he falls in love with them and then they start to reject him and, and his sadness everything is magnified for him his his sadness is deep and his rage is intense and we end up going into rage and so this thing just really kind of fell into place for us uh, and, and we're constantly tweaking things we, we were changing moves even this week before area we're changing musical concepts how do we make this musically appeal to the audience better and then um, how does it speak better sometimes you can get too thick and it's like trying to fit a uh, what is it? Square peg in a round hole or a round peg in a square hole, whatever, you know, um, and just stepping away from it. And that's kind of where how we got to it. This has been fun. Also, another thing is 
finding music and a show that fits your identity. And North Lamar and Paris have two entirely different identities um, amongst their band. Their show works for them. If we ever tried to do that show, that's not who we are, and it would be a disaster. We're, um, our kids have to be able to buy into the idea. And once they bought into to Frankenstein and the, and the theatrics of it and the cinematic kind of quality of it, that's kind of our thing because that's the way we were with Shiver. And so that's who they identify with. So it just becomes personal. Did we ever call it Spark? Yeah, our show is Sparked. It's called Sparked. This is Jason Smith with North Mar. And um, actually, we picked this show about two years ago. Uh, and Randy's had us, he's kind of favored the idea of trying to pick out two years at a time. Uh, pick out the year before state, then what you're going to do at state the next year. And so uh, we picked this one out about two years ago. Um, and usually what happens is, is we all kind of sit down, everybody looks around and finds shows they likes or, or whatever else. And uh, somehow or another, they all kind of send them to me. And then I kind of just sit down and decipher through them. I pull some scores together. And then uh, as soon as I have about five or so together, I, I send them out to everybody on staff, to um, Christian Gomez, our color guard instructor, Justin Caldwell, our percussion instructor, and to Randy and I, and um, give everybody a few days to look over them. And then we meet and we talk about which ones we like, and then we pick one. And then uh, after that, Randy then turns us loose on it, <laughs> so to speak. And uh, we've had the luxury also of Rod Boyce on staff. And usually uh, we just kind of get together, Christian and I, the color guard instructor, him and I start getting together and we just start brainstorming ideas of what, what it's going to look like, what it's going to sound like. Uh, a lot of times the shows we get are longer than what we are allowed to do. They're usually 10 minute shows and we have to figure out how to get it down inside of eight minutes. And uh, Rod's always been a really big help with that. Rod's a really great uh, composer. And so him and I, we usually always, it, everything always starts from the music first. What is the show? Oh, what is our show? Un unidentified. <laughs> it's, 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 that's kind of a, that's kind of a funny, a funny thing too. It's unidentified, so it's a, but it's about UFOs. It's about aliens, and uh, a lot of times in the past we've had narration, and there's been more of a storyline. And uh, this year we got into the season, and we just said, you know, the show really stands on its own. It doesn't need a, it doesn't need somebody telling you that aliens are here and they're coming. And you know, we set up the very opening set that spells out UFO. Uh, eventually in the dome, you'll be able to see it a little bit better the way it's it's shaped. And a lot of the stadiums we've been at, it's a little flat, but uh, in the dome, you'll be able to see that really well. The very first opening set, the color guard costumes that Christian came up with and their their makeup and the flags that he chose, it's just really vibrant and, and brings to life that alien concept that they're there. And uh, then, you know, basically the story of this is that aliens come, they arrive, you have some interaction between them, uh, they take, uh, they pull somebody up basically into, you know, bring them in, walk towards the light. The third movement's all about becoming an alien. And then they take over our body. We do this big dance sequence dubstep of aliens controlling us. And then we uh, close it out that aliens came in and took us over. So, I mean, it's, it's, uh, there's not like a, a true storyline per se that we've maybe done in the past or anything else. Uh, it's just really cool music and really good drill and, 
everybody really likes it. So that's about it. And they're both very, uh, they're both outstanding shows, very expressive. Uh, I've seen them both. I've seen North Lamar, obviously, many times. I've seen you guys now three times, and they're, they're just outstanding shows. So now, to, just to step into it, and I know you probably don't want to do this part, but nine days from now, you'll be taking your bands onto the Alamo Dome uh, field to compete at the state contest. So what happens for the next nine days? Well, this is this is Randy from North Lamar. So we, over the weekend, after we got back, we started trying to look at what, where do our kids, what do we need to do to go to the next step? And music, we've got some ideas musically that we're going to try to implement today. And then, um, of course, I think probably the, one of the biggest things for probably both groups is just trying to get our feet on the ground with the weather issues that we've had this year. Um because there's still place in, in our show, and I knowing how the Paris to rehearse, I, I know they feel this way, that there's just places that they can get better marching-wise. We just need the runs and give the kids an opportunity to do that. So we're going to, every dry chance we get, we're going to be outside trying to get the kids, the reps so the kids can do a better job at that. But but it, it, it's, it's starting, it's, it's taking a step back and looking at, okay, what needs to happen over the next week to get better and to get more consistent. I mean, where it's, it's this level every single time. So that's kind of what we're we're looking at as far as North Lamar goes. I know that <clears throat> the next couple of days certainly serve a challenge as far as trying to get them to to be consistent about how they perform. Um, and a little bit of that is talking to the kids about capturing that that lightning in a bottle that we had going into finals warm-up, walking onto the finals field on Saturday, um, because they're going to have that same energy level when we're in the Alamo Dome. Um, we're, we're lucky enough this year that we'll be performing last at state. And so there's a very real possibility of there being 10,000 people in the stadium watching and another 30,000 people watching at home. And that can be daunting. So for us, it's going to be inspiring these kids to rehearse and put their brains and their hearts in the same place um, to be that, to be consistent. Um, you, there is going to be an energy level that we need to rehearse being good at, not just, yes, it's early. Yes, you're tired. We're trying to get better here, but trying to put them in that place of, we're going to go do this in front of a lot of people. And our goal is to make a connection, to play musically, to march well enough that, that somebody will hopefully enjoy it. Um, it is about the performance. It is about the music. Um, and as long as we put ourselves in that place, um, hopefully we'll, we're going to have some success. Uh, I know as directors, we've spent, oh, geez, three or four hours already just listening to judges tapes and watching the recording. Um, I know Charles, um, he'll sit in the, in the dark and just listen over and over to the show and go, which section needs help? How do we take it apart and put it back together better? Um, and with only eight or nine rehearsals left, we're running out of minutes. So we're going to have to be very smart on how we approach our marching and our music for the last couple of rehearsals that we do get. No, it's different for us in that I, I am very concerned about the Alamo Dome portion of this. Now, North Lamar has performed, so their students have performed in the Alamo Dome consistently. I know that that affected us 
two years ago. It's it, it's a big building. If you've ever been to, you know, watch the Dallas Cowboys in a, in a stadium, it's different than at home. It, it's a different feel. The lighting is different. You can get lost in that moment very quickly. And with the video boards going, I know that affected our students two years ago. So trying to get in their mind a little bit how to block the peripherals out and hear things different. Uh, we spread out quite a bit, and uh, I know you guys do as well. There's a big danger of getting your kids spread out where they can't hear each other, and we consistently are better the second time. We had that happen to us again on Saturday because Lobo Stadium is a different venue than where we practice, and sometimes it takes my kids just a little bit of adjustment period, and, and they understand second time in. I heard it this way, so this is how I have to be uh, <clears throat> approaching. You've got to be able to give yourself that opportunity, and when you're talking about the state marching contest, you're talking about, on the 4A level, the top 5% of all the bands in the state of Texas and 4A are there. You cannot have a bad run because everybody's good. So just trying to get in their brain a little bit about how to manipulate the situation to our advantage and not succumb to the situation. So that's our biggest thing. And, and, and getting the pacing right during the week, you don't want kids too hyper at the wrong time. You don't want to get yourself, like we said, waking up is an issue for us. We've got to get these kids, you know, ready to go now and, and, and control, control their emotions and their energy through it. So, but not let the moment be too big for us because in in the end, this is about the performance moment for them. Don't lose that. Don't go to state with pressure. This isn't a pressure situation. This is perform. This is why kids and I, I am I going too long? Okay. One of the last things I tell my kids, especially in a pressure situation, and we were this way Saturday, and I had to remind them that when you were a fifth grader and you drug your parents to beginning band night, you said, mommy, mommy, I want to be in band. I want to play music. You, you didn't go, mom, mom, I want to be in band so that someday I can compete. No one ever approaches music that way. And we have to remind ourselves that this is about performing. You guys chose to be in band so that you could make music. And this is our opportunity to make music and make a performance with your friends in front of everybody else. The competition doesn't matter. Do we want to have a good number? Of course we do. We're human beings that are competitive, but we're making music. This is why we did this. And this is why we continue to do this so that as a performer, we've all experienced that performance that, wow, that's why I do music. So that's where we're trying to get them to. So if I could, I'd like to just go a little deeper back to some things that were said earlier in the interview and uh, explore it a little bit. This is the Crosstown Showdown, North Lamar and Paris matchup in sports throughout the year. Uh, it's, it's a friendly rivalry, but sometimes it's not. But what I see with the bands is a little bit different than I see sometimes in some of the sports, But because I know that uh, my daughter told me, the Paris, some of the Paris members came to the North Lamar bands and wished them good luck in the finals. And I was in the, the stands and heard the students from North Lamar cheering for Paris as, as you guys took the field and you performed. What is what's happening right here and what happens between YouTube bands? How does that speak to not just our community, but really at a very critical time, our society, 
on what we're teaching these kids how to be, you know, members of a culture going on. This is Jason with North Amari. I first I can't tell Paris thank you enough. They've uh, a couple of times this year, Chad Helberg, Stephen Hornberger over in the athletic office and Charles and Brian have helped us out, all four of them, uh, with the weather that we've gone through this year. We've been able to go over and use their stadium and their AstroTurf. And so, I mean, it's just things like that. I mean, they pick up the phone. I know Charles, he, he called and asked us about some scheduling stuff, and I was, I was helping him uh, finding rehearsal venues down in San Antonio. I mean, to me, it's it's still about the kids. I don't care. I don't care what school they go to, what jersey they wear, what color, what names on it. I mean, they're still kids, and you know, if, if you can help them and and do, I mean, that's to me, that's more what it's about. I mean, it's five people. You know, for us in our activity, it's five people that set up in a press box somewhere that decide their opinion <laughs> on who's better or worse or good or bad or anything else. It's it's not us. All we do is teach kids. So, I mean, it shouldn't be, I, I don't feel like there's anything like that, you know, in the Crosstown Showdown. And of course, in the non-state years, we do our big shows together and everything else. And that's just a blast. I know I was just talking to Joe Watson the other day about it. And he was already asking me, are you planning something? And I was like, well, yeah, when we get there. <laughs> but I'm kind not of, this week. Yeah, not this week. Not, not working on it right now. I may, I may start on that next week. But, <laughs> so, but anyway, I mean, that I know that that's our views on it. I, I know keeping a finger on the pulse of our of our students over at Paris. Um, absolutely, I'll hear kids going, "Oh man, maybe maybe this is the year. Maybe we can catch them. Maybe we can absolutely be neck and neck, elbow to elbow, up with North Lamar." But one of the things I I love about that competitive culture inside of music is I've never heard any of my students, and and maybe they're just talking about it somewhere else. But when they're when they're chatting with me, they want they want North Lamar to have their best run of the year. They want them to experience every ounce of success that they have worked so hard for. And our kids go, and maybe we can be right there with them. Maybe we could beat them. Um, and so there's, there's very little animosity as far as they want the success. They want everybody to go and, and, and enjoy the performance, state being the celebration of all the things that we worked for. Um, and, and yeah, some of our students go, Maybe this is the time. Maybe this is the year. Um, I know we don't push that as all as directors because it is. It's about our performance. It's about how well you do your show. At the end of the day, we are a family. And if, if you are working your hardest for the people that are on the field with you, um, that's what really matters to us. But it is fun being so close to someone that that our kids can look at and go, wow, that's a really good band. And that's something that I want to do. Um one of the times recently, I know the, the last time that they were over at our stadium, we had quite a few of our kids go out and watch rehearsal. And and I heard both. Um, the negative comments of, wow, I saw things that, that, that we comment on in rehearsal. Shoulders, foot timing, bad entrances, whatever it might be. I realize this is getting cut. That's okay. <laughs> in rehearsal, everybody has a bad run. And they see those things that they don't like. And they go, well, that's going to inspire me because now I can see that. Um and they also can see the really good things and go, wow, that that moment was fabulous. And and we need to work to improve our moments to match their good moments. And and so it, it can be an inspiration and a learning opportunity to be able to watch a really good band both have the errors that they're working on and fixing and the moments of just wow. Um, and that is a huge opportunity in this town of having two bands that are just so close together that we can learn from each other. Yeah, I... um. You know, competition, especially for the through the mu music in UIL, 
It is about helping all of us get better as far as our organizations go. Um, and so from that, as we get, as we look at each other and we're, we're trying to, to use that, it still just goes back, though, to the life lessons. I mean, so we're using, we're seeing somebody else that's doing well. What do we need to do to march this well or play this well or whatever? And it comes back to the everyday rehearsal, learning what work ethic is, being a part of a, a family. Um, and so I really... I really feel like between the, the two groups, that's why we just – there's so many – there's so much friendship and just the camaraderie respect for each other there. Um, it's not all – for us, it's not all about the, the winning, as in, you would put in parentheses right there. What did it take us to get there, and what, what are we learning? What are we learning from it? And through that, we all get better. I mean, we we have gotten better over here as we watch – as Paris, we watch these other groups, and – the kids have learned that they've got to work harder if they want to be at that level. And so I, th- I think that's kind of what, what it what has done for us. And just the, the fellowship and the friendship is, is, is just amazing. It's just amazing. Well, and that, that's the key word because when I moved here, I became very quickly aware of this Paris-North Lamar rivalry. And competition is great when it's healthy. Mm-hmm. It can be great. But Randy and I discovered he was here before I was. And so I discovered with Randy really quickly that none of that's necessary. And it it, it doesn't happen for us because there's a respect. I can look at Randy and I know he teaches and I know his intelligence and I know what he does with his group. And it's amazing. That's not who I am. I'm a different person. And he he has talked to me about wow, you do this this way. We we achieve things differently, and there's a respect there, but there's a friendship there that how in the world would either of us, it's not in our nature to try to push the competition aspect of it to a point that's unhealthy. There's been many times over the years because of their practice field and or stadium field situation that he's had to call and go, hey, can we use your parking lot? Can we use your stadium? And it's just, come on. And some people don't understand that concept of why is North Lamar at our place practicing? Because they need a place to practice. Uh, yes, but they're our competition. Yes, but they're our friends. Um, so we've always had that. And, and maybe that starts at the top. I don't know. Randy and I have known each other for 16 years now, and there, it's never been a question of um, competition. I know Saturday night I was sweating bullets because we had had a bad show during the prelims. And was our night show enough to, to make the jump? And I'm standing by Randy. Randy gets the sheet. He doesn't celebrate his success. He instantly turns to me. It's like, there you are, there you are. He was excited for me, and I, I understand that. And I was excited for me too. I'm not going to act like, <laughs> <you were. laughs> but, uh, but but that's just the way we are with each other. That man, he he's pulling as hard for me as I I was, and that needs to bleed down through the kids. It feels like it's bleeding down a little bit through the kids. I know it was a huge charge when we came, when they announced us to come through the gate and we started hearing people. And I'm like, that's more than just our parents. And we recognize that as, oh, there's some North more kids yelling for us. Of course that makes a difference for our kids. So we're just not going to allow a rivalry to 
to hinder the good things that both of these programs have going on. I, and I can say from uh, just looking at social media, it's been crazy. I mean, I know all of our parents and students and everybody else, they were I, I, they were just overjoyed. I Sunday was just phone was just blowing up like crazy, just overjoyed about both schools and even uh, people reaching out to Honey Grove. I mean, just 20 miles away, Honey Grove's going in the 2A. Uh, qualified for the state marching contest and just just happy for this area. We were talking about a little bit earlier that in our football district, you got five schools from our football district that are going to be in 4A at the state marching. Out of the 23 that qualified, five of them are from our district. Uh, Anna, Melissa, Argyle, Paris, and North Lamar, all five qualified for the state marching. So if you want to see good halftime shows, I guess be in our football district. <laughs> <laughs> well... You don't get to see a bad band no. when you have our football schedule. So it does force you to up your game a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, you, do, you don't get to take a week off because yeah. if you do, then dang it. And being able to see good bands helps your band. Yeah. You know, there is something to be said for uh, maybe it's band nutrition. You know, if you're <laughs> going to get to North Lamar one week and Melissa one week and Argyle the next week, you better be eating your vegetables, because, you know, because if you want to look good as well, you don't get to take a week off. Yeah, absolutely. I really hope that picked up because I want band nutrition to be in this interview. <laughs> Greg, you can edit that. <laughs> so, uh, what's, and we've been ta- taking a lot of your time here, but what is um, for you, each one of you, what's the one thing you do to, to relieve the stress, to get your mind off band? I know Jason plays golf and, and is, does a whole lot more than just plays, and you can talk about that, but uh, what is it that you, you do? And I know. Yeah, edit this. Edit. I know there's some. I know there's some bourbon involved, but we'll edit that too. But okay, let me back up. All right. Now, what I'd like to know is what are what is it that each of you do to relieve stress, especially during the year? It'd be very stressful on you as educators because you're carrying not just the weight of the show, you're carrying the burden of each one of these kids, and, and you've all talked about family and things like that, and that that brings a lot of stress inherent with that role. So, what do you do just to get your mind off things for a little bit? All right, this is Randy Jones. Um, I think I, I just think there's a couple things that probably help me ad- attempt to keep things in perspective. Um, one of them, I, I, I am a person that likes to get outside and, and either ride a bike, work out, or, or run, or do do something. So just the physical exertion helps with some of the the stress level there. Um, the other thing I am, I, I feel like I'm kind of a religious person. So I usually do a quiet time each day. And I think that helps keep, helps me keep things in perspective. And as the four of us have, four of us have been talking, um, just really rem- always remembering what's really, really important. Um, and it's, you know, you, you go to these competitions and you want to, you want to play well, but the end result is not what's most important. Then it's the journey and what you've done with the kids to get there. So I think just trying to keep things in, in perspective kind of helps with my stress level. Yeah, this is Jason. And um, I mean, obviously, as Adam said, uh, golf is, is I, that's what I did basically all day yesterday afternoon. <laughs> Randy and I talked a little bit in the morning after church and worked on a few things. And then I told him, I said, I'm headed to the golf course. And then after I played golf, I came back up here and worked for about another two or three hours. <laughs> so, I mean, golf, but uh, I, I, I'd have to say um, my wife, Donna, keeps me, she makes my life very easy. And I can't, I can't appreciate I can't say how much I appreciate what she does to make my life easy so that I don't have a whole lot of stress 
and a lot of worry in my life. Uh, she's planned a trip for us uh, during Thanksgiving to go up to Hot Springs. And I was, we were going through area contests and I was like going, oh my God, Hot Springs won't get here quick enough. <laughs> you know, So that's, you know, there, there's things like that that you just do. And I know my parents, my dad drove the bus for us and my mom, she videoed both bands and, and uh, everything for us. She used some really nice cameras. Once again, thanks to Paris, they loaned us some really nice HD cameras and she uh, filmed both bands and uh, for us and, and, and everything else. But my parents, uh, as I tell the kids sometimes, are is what you're doing making your parents proud? Are they bragging about you at the end of the day? You know, as you, as you go through, if your parents knew what you were doing, are they bragging about it or are they hiding it? And so even still to this day, that holds true with me that I worry about what my parents think. So, <laughs> This is Brian from Paris. Um, you, welcome to the little tiny window and one of the things that helps keeps us sane at Paris. Um, we do teach on three campuses, being at Crockett Intermediate with our sixth graders, the junior highs, seven, eight, and then the high school. Um, and between all the directors there, we, we do have a few opportunities every day to sit down and, and you know, yell at each other a little bit about the frustrations of the day. And so as a staff, I I always appreciate that someone's willing to listen even if it is to just complain for a few minutes, because you never know if the you know that the sixth grader that day that decides to just roll around on the floor screaming because they're having a weird day. Um, there's always stories. There are always stories, and so I absolutely appreciate you know the day to day how much we can keep each other level headed because we can talk to each other. Um, I'm also lucky enough to to work with my wife. She's one of the other band directors um, at Paris, Beverly Ewing, um, and and remarkably we do well um, working together for 90% of our day. We spend all day together and then all night together. Um, and, and we talk band. Um, there are definitely days when, when we wish we had other, other things to talk about, but there's a huge advantage. And I'm sure sitting in this room with other gentlemen, when you are a band director, it, it is, it can consume your life. And I'm, I'm very lucky that Beverly's right there with me. And she understands that during October, I'm just going to be a little crazy. Um, and she gets it and she can be there to support me along the way. And, and, you know, sometimes, uh, at, on Saturday night when Grissom was thanking the kids and thanking the staff, um, Beverly's band mama, she's the one that walks around and takes care of them and, Oh, your instrument broke. You need a new read. You need this taped. Um, she's the one out there mommaing these kids and, and absolutely I appreciate everything she does. Um, I do have a three-year-old kid too, and he's a great distraction. Isaac's a, <laughs> Isaac's a blessing. Um, I hope he's there on Friday on Friday night. He should be running around at the game on the track with us. Um, he absolutely reminds me what's important in this world. Um, my guilty pleasure behind all that is is I do play video games. I've got my PlayStation Four and my Nintendo Switch, and and when I have time, absolutely, I I enjoy my video games. Yeah, echoing everybody else. It's family. I get to talk to my kids every day on the phone. I get to go home to my wife, and. You know, for the mindless things, I do all the cooking in the family, you know, or yard work. And so it's a difficult thing trying to find that balance between working too much. Yeah. I'm a mind racing guy. And some sometime about 15 seconds after my head fits the pillow or hits the pillow, it's game on. So I struggle with that because... Uh, if I was ever smart enough to just write down what I'm thinking about at night, I can fix like all the world's problems. I really can. Now I can't remember it the next day what the answers were. Uh, really, the only 
you know, just trying to find mindless tasks. The only other thing that I really do is, is each night I, I sneak out of the house and run over to North Lamar Stadium and water the field <laughs> and uh, <laughs> tear it up a little bit. That, that, that's entertaining. So that, that makes me happy. That's probably what's keeping me going through all this. <laughs> so you're the guy. Okay, party comments. Last comments. Open mic. No, I just wish both of our groups good rehearsals this week and safe travels next week, and just for, so that and that both groups just perform at the top of their level, and we just let leave it there, and whatever happens, happens. For all you people at home praying for rain, give it a rest this week, please. Please give it a rest. If we are out of drought consideration. Um, now, enjoy the moment, whether you're. A student, a director, or a band parent, because you never know at what point all this ends. I mean, it can be a financial issue. It can be a twist. You know, just enjoy the moment. Don't worry about it. You are going to stay. This is not a pressure situation. If you have kids going, man, be proud of your kids. Tell them that you love them. Uh, and I tell my kids that all the time appreciate the people around you appreciate the situation you've been in quit looking at other situations and being jealous of that let's just go have fun because there will come a time in your life when you look back at these days and it this in the long run it's still supposed to be fun you know this is the best time of your kids lives let's make this moment count numbers don't matter placements don't matter acting correctly matters Having people have a good view of your character matters. And let's just go have fun. And numbers will take care of themselves. And let's go. Well, thank you, guys. You've been listening to the Cross 2018 Crosstown Showdown Halftime Show as we've sat down with band directors from Northmar and Paris for just what was an outstanding interview. I want to thank you guys. Wish both bands the best of luck as you represent your individual schools and the entire community in San Antonio next week. <laughs>